Hello. Hello. And welcome back to And Just Like What? Huh? Huh? And just like what? Welcome to the snow cyclone. The bombs hit. It's a bomb. What's it called? A bomb cyclone. <laughs> Um, did we want to put emphasis on this bomb cyclone thing? Because we obviously listened to the oh. writers' podcast uh, in preparation for the show. Sorry, we're just putting the episode on in the background so we can watch along with you guys. Um, and they made such a big deal out of this episode title. That, like most of the podcast episodes, them just talking about how genius the title "Bomb Cyclone" is, um, and it makes no sense. I listened to the writers' room podcast at two times the speed, and it was so unhinged. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad I didn't listen to this at one times as PE because I they said fucking nothing. I think it was the first time I was like, I have no notes from no. this podcast, and it was an hour long podcast. Like it was a lot, and that like it's literally just them having a circle jog, like like oh my god, we're so good. Let's just circle jog all together. Yeah, they were like, we're just so proud that we're really good at making this script so good, and then all the everyone's just panning the storylines they're Ooh. just really either it's like so i was thinking about this I know, <laughs> this is our podcast particular podcast but i was like they hbo max aka max um must have given them so much money to do this podcast so obviously put yeah, no effort so into true. this show well into the writing of this show and so they must have thrown a big wad of money their way so they're just trying to like fluff something together so they can be like yes we've thought about because when you listen so to succession true. one for example it's so nuanced and yeah. so good and the writers have got so much intention with this, like, yeah, you made Carrie do this. And that was so genius. How did you do that? And then the response is always like, oh, I had a mate back in the day that did this, like, had a car. Oh, yeah, so that really we like, write it into to... the story. And it's like, this is awful writing. Yeah. It's like they're trying to really, like, fit something that's already, like now for so like it's just retrofit 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 it they're trying to do a bit of upcycling but it's not working to be fair it's like basically what i did at uni (laughs) (laughs) how to polish a turd how to polish a turd um me and mel were actually just talking um before this we we want to give a bit of context to our friendship since we've done about 20 odd episodes of this (laughs) podcast with no context we're looking so. inconsistent. <laughs> inconsistent queens. So we've, we've known each other for like 12 years now, 12 I think. Years. And yeah. we went to uni together and we were just kind of like the oddballs of art. Graphic course. design, BA graphic design, 2012, <laughs> 2011 to 2013. How long was it? 2011 to 2014, oh, but I did... not an astronaut suit then. I didn't extra year because <laughs> I just failed my second year. No, you just wanted to learn more about graphic design, that's yeah, why. Yeah, exactly. Well known. Um, so that's how me and Mel know each other, and we're going to get into these, and um, five, five, six, six gorgeous honeys. Seven. Seven gorgeous yeah, honeys. Yeah, it's seven, because I was like, oh, it's really random that that's seven, and such an L-T-W-Che, over... L-T-W-Che-Naya... The other three. Is three plus the w? four extras. Look at this so many. I think there's... Let's get into this episode. Well, they said seven on the podcast. If they're wrong, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so it goes with the whole vibe. So this episode was written by Michael Patrick King, which that's why it's a fucking shit episode. Um, and Rachel Palmer, who has written on Two Broke Girls with Michael Patrick King. That's kind of like where like she's had a star but also interestingly Rachel Palmer's never written on any other show 
Makes sense because this fucking episode is a fucking it shit show. It makes sense. So I've heard mixed reviews. Some people have said that this is probably the best episode of the series so what? far. And I think it's because it's a bit campy. Like there's stuff. I think the whole thing I about um, so with Curry with a K, we'll get to in a bit, maybe soften the blow of how bad it was. But I do think it's not. I think last week's probably better. I think Michael Tapakatrikin just needs to stop writing for the show. Yeah, He's so maybe. shit at writing. It's like incredible like he actually wrote second scene now he's writing and just like that like. i think it's a case of too many cooks spoil the broth because every time i hear about like, yeah. miranda like it's oh cynthia nixon wanted to be this way with carrie's like oh was sjp would love it to be this yeah. way it's like there's no like coherent um vision for yeah people. that's so true like what is this what is the genre of this tv <laughs> show so i go on twitter and everyone's just like slating it and ev- there's no nice comments about it. And it's just... But we still watch because, like, oh, we commitment to Sex and the City. I thought we were, like... Like, episode six was, like, a pretty good episode season one. And, like... Yes. Episode five and six were, like, decent episodes because Michael Patrick King did not have grubby hands all over them. <laughs> and now he has all these fucking grubby hands again like just step away you can't do you can't write let Let it go let it go let it go hold me (laughs) so um quick synopsis of this episode the girls are back in the little bomb snow cyclone carrie is confronted by her ex-writing partner carrie with a k um carrie goes to um Widow Con. Um, Charlotte tries to buy condoms for Lily. Miranda wears love heart pajamas. LTW walks in the blizzard, and Steve has a menti bee. Well, she struts in the blizzard. <laughs> she does her best. She's a poor walk. Um, so yeah. Shall we begin? Let's begin. Let's go. So, Let's go. Action. <laughs> Scene one with Carrie. With her ring light, taking a call um, to promote her new book. What's it called? Uh, Gone but not forgotten. And just like dead. (laughs) What was it? Lost and... Oh, lost. Oh, fuck it. Who cares? No one's fucking reading it. Who cares? Fucking shit book. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get it free. Um, And like, I just think this episode reeks that it's written by a boomer like mm-hmm. no journalist even like an influencer wouldn't be this like shit interviewing someone like not having read the book and like it just kind of makes a mockery of like gen z or something like being a journalist is notoriously so such a hard industry mm-hmm. to get into like you would fucking read the book you would and like you would know carrie bradshaw carrie bradshaw is like an icon from the 90s like she was hanging out with kate moss like she was doing coke with naomi <laughs> like she is a she blagged that to her house membership <laughs> like i think this girl this girl would know who carrie bradshaw is yeah so i when i first put this on i was like what is the point of this scene it makes no sense i just really struggled and then obviously had this is how they write this show it's like this done for a reason that's kind of setting up for a future thing so like carrie getting a new laptop i was like there could have been a less chaotic and like more interesting way for her yeah. to get a laptop versus like her having to like have this excruciatingly painful and not really truthful interview with this random gen z yeah. journalist um i wish they it was like, just a bit demeaning they just don't like their younger viewers i don't they think they fucking hate them yeah um so i think um rachel palmer who wrote on this was like kind of the young person like helping out on the script the youth consultant the youth consultant but like i think it would have been so good if um the person interviewing her was like a bit like 
um, Hannah from Girls or something and was like really yeah, awkward eager. and like yeah. yeah like super eager and then just like kind of put Carrie off and was just like oh god gave the ick yeah that would be more exciting yeah. like it just feels really tone deaf like like fucking everything in this episode yeah um, moving on from one hot mess to another we've got Miss Miranda in her single bed <laughs> she finally got a single bed she got a single bed her what is it bed bug infested single bed from a charity shop um, and she's wearing her what pajamas? Cutie, cutie, cutie pajamas. Very Primark. Very Primark. Very like what your mom gets for you, like Christmas Eve. Like oh, I've got everyone matching pajamas. Oh my god! Like this definitely like skid marks these pajamas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just, there's just no end to how tragic they've made Miranda. So I'm not surprised if they would write something like that in. So. I I was thinking like imagine Naya in season one. Bumming like Miranda, like thinking like a year later, Miranda would be living with her. <laughs> it's just not in my fantasy. It's not in my fantasy for Miranda. I just, I just fucking hate Miranda so much now. Um, then um, we're with um, LTW's like family and in then... her triple deluxe size bed, no single bed for LTW. Oh my god, no! Um, then they see rocks. Um, print up print campaign for um. Ralph Lauren and I wrote this was a summer campaign coming out in winter this is not the right time for it to come out if this was a summer campaign this would be coming out probably like January and February this is like mid mid winter this fucking like this is a summer campaign this is not the right time and that's what we said last time about the dates just shifting like they're like shifting it by three months for the sake of like Miranda and Che having a bit more like gravitas their relationship but it just doesn't make <laughs> any of the other storylines going on and why is Che and Miranda still together yeah, so, so funny this episode is so shit <laughs> And then why, like, I, like Anthony's there because he brought, like, the 50 copies of this, oh, mag- really? like, newspaper because of rocks, like, print in it. But I'm like, surely Anthony would be, like, getting fucked on a Saturday morning. He wouldn't be going to fucking Charlotte and Harry's, like, fucking... T- and, like, oh, I, I can't deal with this show. I just, do you know what? That I am happy because I do like Anthony and I do yeah, like Harry. They're, they're just such furniture in these scenes, but they are, I do like seeing them. They are such furnitures. Um, yeah, and then they're all constructing the rock and the campaign, and then um, Herbert's door like, tramples all over his balls. Um, yeah, this is an interesting scene because um, I don't understand what OTW's ringing Charlotte to disc. I don't understand why it's so chaotic in their bedroom. Like, it's just really badly written, this, like, scene. And also, uh, we'll come to it in a bit, but, like, um, there's, with um, LTW and, is it Herbert? Yeah, Herbert. Sorry, 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 there's so many names. Um, sorry to this it, man. Sorry to that man. It, it just, they always relate it back to sex. Um, they always have like a, a really general like neutral conversation yeah. they always just go back to being really like innuendo heavy so and it's true. really random because it's like oh it's all the odd time obviously like couples do have like sexual like comments when they make to each other but every single scene with those two like it's just really <laughs> sexual like his like dick the, being jumped on in there she's being like I hope on. it's not broken because then oh, I'll divorce you it's like who what the fuck and then later on when he was like the seats are like heated yeah yeah that's exactly the scene I was going to so say later as well cringe. it's just it's really cringy innuendos and I just they're quite um, I don't think they'd be like that I think they've just written them so weirdly yeah and then Lily's kind of exclaiming she's ready to lose her virginity 
Yeah, so Cringe. off the back of, I think off the back of Rock being the, um, the what would you call it? Like the trophy child. Trophy child. Lily's obviously going through it. She's obviously seen as the normal, like, class A child. Yeah. Um, it's always been like um, in, Mar- in Charlotte's kind of like um, likeness and it's such a mini Charlotte. Mm. So now that Rock has turned into a bit of a mini Charlotte, like Lily's obviously going to start being like, oh, I want to have sex and like yeah. proudly declaring it at the breakfast table. Which we'll get to in more detail in a bit. So gross. Mm-hmm. A bit. <laughs> so, yeah, so what was your initial things about this? Um, do you care about Lily having sex? I thought it was like kind of like one of the funnier things that came out of this episode. Like Charlotte just running around to buy condoms. Yeah. I, but yeah. that's how shit this episode was. Like Lily Lee's Never Virginia was the most entertaining. Yeah, I had the same episode. thoughts because I asked a friend as well. I was like, what did you think of that storyline? Because it's just so nonsensical. Mm. And I really don't think it's like appropriate. Not appropriate. Not to be sex negative like Nanny, but not really fussed about finding out about Lily having sex but it did lead to some quite funny scenes with Charlotte I was like is this like a very Gen Z thing to do just like to be like okay today I'm gonna lose my virginity it made me like the Nobu thing like having Nobu before sex is quite funny because you know how like in films you get like can- loads of candles are lit and like rose petals like it does feed into that kind of like but kids consuming the- media about sex is really over the top compared to what it actually is it's just like you just have sex like if your parents are willing to pay for you to go to Nobu, surely they're willing to pay for your fucking keyboard. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobu's so expensive. And I like, imagine how full you would be after all that fucking Nobu and just getting pounded out after that. Like. Yeah, and why, if she can have sex, she, if she's old enough to have sex, she's old enough to book her own table at Nobu. Honestly. No offense, not to yeah. be... Grow up. Not to be a boomer, but... Honestly. Well, Such an epo, baby. Okay, we got that out of the way then. We said we both were a bit baffled about that story. It's fucking baffling. Um... Then LTW is like talking about her Momo event and um, her that's a bit like, oh, like, do you have to go? Can you like, like do a talk at my campaign thing? I'm really confused about this because like when they uh, resolve that they're both on the same page about what they're running for and what they're doing, they, the next episode they totally throw it up again. Like her was so supportive understand. of LTW the whole time. Now it's like, oh no, I don't want you to go. And it's like, that's I'm sorry, smart. like how do you not understand how do you not understand the import, like significance of your wife mm-hmm. getting an award at the fucking MoMA? Like, yeah. That's like, like that'll never happen again. It's like a once in a lifetime thing. It's like insane. Like, yeah. I don't understand. And especially since we've known of his mom as well. Like he's yeah. the son of a very like prominent black woman. Like she's, yeah. she very much knows how she wants to navigate society as a black woman. How are you like downplaying your wife's role as a black it's woman in society? Warrior. It's very odd. Very, very odd. And it just goes to show, like, the shoddy writing again. So, like, I wish the writer's strike is happening and I wish the writers would just keep striking just to get AI to write this fucking show. The show is so bad. Like, it, if if this show isn't written by AI and it's written by Michael Patrick and, like, and it's actually written by writers, the writers just need to stay on strike. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. fucking abomination of the show. This episode is probably the worst episode of this show completely yeah. I think. It's, it's just so bad. Inc- also I'm really confused because there's just so many cool interesting writers like from different backgrounds like who would just have so much more interest and have yeah. so many more be- like way better ideas. So I wish they would get Genji Cohen like so she wrote on Sex and the City and like has written like Weeds and like has so many really good TV shows and like just to bring someone back from like the original season who wrote like really fucking great episodes would be put some fucking life back into the show like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. listening to the writers room podcast makes you feel like you're going insane like they have no idea it's gaslighting yeah 
And like later on, like in this episode when um, uh, Seema's asking um, Carrie if she wants to do Hampton's house share. And it's like, Carrie has a fucking house in the Hampton. <laughs> this was established in fucking season one. Stop gaslighting us. It's just so inconsistent. <laughs> like, if I was writing for a big TV show, I would know the show back to front. And, like, like you said, like, the other day, like, you texted me saying, like, oh, LTW's dad died last season. Yeah. Like, she references that he died. And even to not know what happened the last season of your TV show, it's... it's crazy to me so yeah in season one like um charlotte's like with ltw she's like me now to do she was like oh my god i'm sorry like i just forgot that we we're gonna go for brunch i'm just really upset because my best friend's husband died and she was like oh don't worry like when my dad died last year i was a complete mess and you're like how have you forgotten that already yeah, that's such a big plot. oh my god um, and then like um so harry in season six i think season six he says he has a house in the Hamptons as well. And, like, because he, like, I think he calls himself, like, the king of the Hamptons or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, this show is insane. Yeah, I just, for in the last the episode before, when, like, Carrie gives, like, uh, what's her face, like, a 10, that was £100,000? I think 10, right. 10, like, you, you know that someone has got, she has a house in the Hamptons. Like yeah. that's where they were supposed to go when Big dies yeah. and Lily kills Big. <laughs> Lily kills. Oh him. my god! This also, Seema would a thousand percent have a house. Yeah. In the Hamptons. Oh my god! True. That's so true. And also, why? What was that plot line for? I don't understand it. It's just them like sitting around a laptop. All I kind of got I from that. Very odd. And they didn't really explain that plot show. point in the writers' room either. So <gasps> they're so bad at writing. I hate them. I I was thinking, I was like, like, I think I could actually write something better. Like, I've never written a TV show in my yeah. life. Like, I think I'd have probably a little bit of, better of a chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, mm. I, and like, Lily's, like, paying, so we're back. Lily's, like, paying tunes. There I, is a comedian. I do think with Charlotte's scenes, she has, like, this comedic, like... Um, Charlotte's the best character on the show. Yeah, I can't believe I've turned into a Charlotte stan, but she's got this kind of slapstick situation going on. Like, she's trying to preach to Lily, and Lily, she's playing this really, like, macabre music in the background. Yeah. And I do think... And they're both really good actresses for this. I think they're very, like, they're good really at being a bit off silly. Together. Yeah. yeah. It's just a bit silly. Like, it's not really what I thought a Sex and City spin-off would entail, but... Yeah. It's Here still, we are. We, um, it's weird to highlight <laughs> of the episodes for me, so... <laughs> yeah, Lily's a fucking icon. It's nice seeing Charlotte, especially when you follow Charlotte's like a need to be a mother. It's nice to see Charlotte being like a, a good mother. Like, yeah. you do kind of support it based on how her character hasn't deviated too much from her original character. Yeah, it really hasn't. Apart from the fact that she's not a shit heart um, art gallery owner, which yeah, I yeah, she yeah. Would be. But maybe that's coming. It's Who coming. Knows? Charlotte's coming. <laughs> yeah. No, because like in the other episode with the guy. I know, but knowing them, they'll probably like they wrote that in it. and then they just they'll totally probably forget. forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I hate it. They'll probably the next storyline, like next season, like, oh. Oh, I have a gallery. Do you want a yeah. job? She'll be training to be a vet or something next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really inconsistent. Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Like I'm actually embarrassed. I watched this show. Um, moving on to some more product placement, we find the girlies, uh, Seema and Carrie, walking into a flagship store on Apple. Which one would they be in? I imagine. Which I think a it? little Times Square number. It that. must be. It's, it's very, very chic. It's very chic. Very calm. Very quiet. Loads of like exposed. No, not exposed. Like would minimalist so i wrote from this like i actually found this scene really annoying just because like scene was like saying she's always upgrades her like um apple products and like she already has a new iphone and it's like this writing is so cringe as if you would say that 
I was like, this would be something like Samantha would say, but like, like the dialogue would be much richer and just be like, I already have the new iPhone before it's even come out. And it's like, I can't believe these women it's actually like, have to say these like lines. It's so bad. Like a Seema slash Samantha vibe of, so, oh, I upgrade my phone so I can upgrade my men. I never go back to like something. Oh my God, that would be so good. Like that would just be such a, a, a thing that she would say. But instead it's like, there was, yeah, there was like a weird thing that she's like, yeah, I upgraded my phone. Oh, you've got the new one. She's like, I've got the one that's going to come out. It's like, what, what's the, what's the punchline? <laughs> There's going no punchline. I feel I'm being, yeah. Being gaslit again. I mean, yeah, Seema is so badly written. She's always dressed in such a horrible tone of grey, like brown or gold at any given time. And I, I just hate, like... she's got, as a brown woman, you can wear all the colours in the world. We're very blessed. Yeah. Why are you in these horrible, muddy tones? It's disgusting. And like the t-shirt and the belt, it looks so cheap. Yeah. With like the... What feathers is that? Like a feather boa, like you get off like party <laughs> oh, city. Feathers keep the stand under this. But like everything, oh my god, it's just like embarrassing. I feel so bad for the actress that like, she has to do this shit. Like she has to carry this show because mm-hmm. she's got everything down. I feel like she's like really campy. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She seems like she's got like a good sense of humor. It's just a shame that she's written so badly. Um, then we're with our. Favourite people in this TV show. I would say this is the worst scene of the episode. And that's, that's yeah. high praise. Miranda and um, Carrie are like... No, Miranda Jay. and Che are like um, snuggling. And then, what did she say? Like, the line is like, um, can we like come to me? And she's like, we've already come. And then yeah. the writer's room, we were like, we had to say that line. Because it was so funny. <laughs> you guys are fucking so dumb. <laughs> not okay yeah and they're like we just needed to show that those two are having a sexual relationship because her Miranda and Steve aren't having a sexual relationship it's like well surely they would be we I think we can read between the lines that it's literally just based on sex at this point yeah. there's not a lot going on like you can you can leave a bit more up to the audience do you think like Michael Patrick King's had a stroke <laughs> I've not like I've, I can't believe he's getting away with how shit this writing is yeah I just yeah that's no and like Cynthia Nixon directed this episode and like even she couldn't even fucking help this episode, like... Yeah, Cynthia Nixon, that's, now that I know she's got more creative control in this show, it's gone down in my estimations, because she's completely ruined Miranda. Miranda. It's such a shock. Like, then, um, Che starts recording their cameos. Uh, oh, fucking... <laughs> I know so it's a plot. Dumb. I know it's a made-up story, but Che is unemployed. They can they can do this in their spare time. Yeah. Why have they gone to bed and it's like, hey, I'm Che, and it's really loud and brash and really terrifying acting, if I'm honest. I was really scared. Like, Shelby, you were just doing another room. You could, like, hear it in the other room. Like, it would wake her up so it feels more realistic. Yeah. Or, like, where's weed-smoking Che? Like, literally just start smoking at 8am and just whack them all out and just do them like that. Like, it's very strange. And also, like, the thing that really pissed me off when Che starts recording, it's, like, the noise that Siri makes when you hold <laughs> Siri noise. And I was like, why can't they just not have this shitty noise? As like, it takes you out of it. I'm like, that's not, like, the noise... That yeah. makes when you start like filming. I know it's like such a stupid like little thing, but I was like, I, this show is constantly just gaslighting me. This this show is this episode is definitely sponsored by Apple. There's something going on it's that they could so use Apple. like such like artistic license with their products and stuff. Oh my god, Defo. Chase bed is just so gross. <laughs> it's, it's just so this very Ikea. Yeah. yeah. 
and it makes no distance again sorry for being an interior design master but the interior design of this show is just crazy it's so embarrassing it's giving carrie's yellow shelves above her bed it's <laughs> not very consistent i hope like aiden comes in and just tears his fucking like yellow shelves down yeah gets his west arm on honestly um and like i don't know like I don't know if you would be still having sex with someone you were about to break up with as well. I, I know, like, their whole relationship is built on sex and that's why they break up. But, like, I don't know, if I was Che, it makes me feel like Che is kind of a so like a sociopath. Like, to still be able to sleep with someone that you, when you know you're about to break up with them, like, it's... I don't know. I know guys who've done that. N- not, well... More so, most likely guy like men. Yeah. In my I guess it just more... backs up the fuckboy energy of yeah. Chai. It's they're leaning into that, unfortunately, which makes it really annoying that they're like, we want Chay to be likable. We're so surprised the audience don't like Chay. It's like because you've made them a fuckboy, and w- women don't like watching fuckboys. Like your yeah. majority, the, the demographic men... that you're going for are usually they're very sensitive to being messed over. That's so true. In their daily life, and that's why they watch Sex in the City. Especially when it's somebody who's not funny. Who's <laughs> a, a comedian who's not funny. Uh, yeah, Miranda, um, like, leaves. She puts on the most disgusting plaid coat. Then also puts on a plaid scarf. Like, what is their obsession with plaid in this fucking Again, show? What, so Gaslighting. Is- um, the Miranda's wardrobe's just gone shit. It's so bad. And then Miranda takes her, like, little backpack from season one where it has, like, the <laughs> yeah. little... Oh, my God. Um, also, we didn't touch on the left tit. The left... Oh, yeah. got the left tit, and it was just... just it's cameo like this. Is the Wild no. West of it is. I think that's quite invasive if um, they're receiving photos of someone's left tit. And also, I don't believe that Che would be getting this many cameo requests that they can sustain this, like apartment that's so interesting because i did think they they were charging far too i'm not sure what, if that was accurate how much they were charging for a cameo so yeah then we're over with um carrie and her book publisher i do love her book publisher her book publisher is really just give her a spin-off yeah they should they, they need to include her more she's really funny I they should, should bring her funny. into the fold and also carrie's book is out yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we're like a year in the future from when the first episode was. The book is out. We don't have a book launch party. The book is just out. Oh, it's yeah. so like like it's nothing's explained about this book and like, is it charted? Like, is it doing well? Mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. doing this fucking widow con. It's so haphazard. Like, it would have been such a good episode to like. You could even reference like the series when she had the book launch and bring her old book publishers back mm. or like have Enid there and then like bring and like maybe Aiden can even be at the book launch. Like oh, yeah. this episode is so disappointing as well. Like later on when Carrie talks about Aiden and then she basically just like, basically like gives away the whole, like what's going on in Aiden's life. And it's like, okay, that's completely spoiled their excitement of what's yeah. going to happen to Aiden. Like we already know this, ep- like, like there's nothing nuanced about this episode. Like it, it feels like you're watching every scene. It feels like a different kind of show. Like, yeah. And they could have, like, for example, like the Met Gala, that made no real sense. They could, no, the Met Party, but they ended up having to call it. They could have made that Carrie's launch party. 
like that would have been so much more sensible. So yeah, like, oh, she's that's so launch. true. And it, and it starts off like she's kind of grieved big. Like yeah. the, last year she wrote this book and now it's been launched and it's the first episode back. Why the fuck are they going to the Met Gala? And it's not technically so the Met Gala because they're not allowed weird. to go to the Met Gala. It would be so cool the if that... And we could have avoided that fucking stupid in that poor Anthony had to go through. Like, oh, I'm not invited to the Met Gala. <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah, very random. I can't believe... Like, I can't actually believe how bad this episode was. So also it's quite interesting. So they've leaned into this thing they, they're calling WidowCon. Um, apparently that was a joke that they wanted to make in the first series, but they couldn't really find footing for it. So I think they, they just wanted to shoehorn it in. Okay, same with the cum ghost, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of is, oh, you can tell it's random. And then when you find out the logic behind why they've written this something in, it's like, oh, it's because it's really random. <laughs> it's not <laughs> They had no intention of touching upon a widow con. Like, everything's just called con nowadays. Widow con. Oh, my God. Like, could there be anything, like, more insensitive? It's really insensitive. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's not even funny. Yeah, it's not funny. Like, it was a bit of, like a better pun. No, it's just weird. Um, then Carrie meets Carrie, aka Karen. So I did. I love Rachel Dratch. I think like she's Amy Poehler and Tina so Fey got the fame that Rachel Dratch should have got. Yeah, she's so true. way more talented. She's so, so funny. I, I was really excited to see Rachel Dratch. I was like, she actually made this episode really exciting. She's just yeah, really funny, did. and it's really funny like seeing like an actual comedic actress or like a comedian act compared Be to a comedian. Yeah. yeah, and it's like oh it, oh oh that, that's how it's done. That's a oh, masterclass. So and nice. apparently they were thinking of writing this character out <gasps> um, yeah my Fudger King uh, said was like oh yeah we kind of like floated in and out and then like Rachel Dratch just sold it to me I was like and Matt they just have no sense of what is good oh my um, god so, but like the cringe show when she was like it's not a good time to, it's not a great time to be called Karen as a white woman it's like oh god this <laughs> felt very 2018 or something <laughs> it would be funnier if they just didn't explain that it's just like I'm Karen yeah. and it's just kind of like is she obsessed with Carrie. And then when they're discussing, like, they wrote, they were putting together, like, um, TV show, like, this was her writing partner, and it's like, okay, why was this never ever mentioned? And, like, when Carrie went to LA, was mm-hmm. writing, the like, the TV show, surely she would have, like, mentioned that she was writing a film, like... Like, Carrie's so self-obsessed, how could she forget something like this? <laughs> it's so random. It's so really weird. It's just, like, and then when she talks about the 27 dresses, like, oh. Have you ever watched 27 dresses? I didn't really stand Catherine Heigl, so I kind of I never it. watched it, yeah. No. Um, yeah. Not a good, like, film to reference. So, yeah, we've got that, and it's kind of, um, this is something, like, Carrie's got baggage with, like, it's a relationship that she had, which would have been quite formative for her writing career, and then she's totally forgotten it, and now it's been brought up again. Um, also, I like Rachel Dress, but the Carrie character, I thought there could be something a bit more insidious, that like she could have, like, scuppered Carrie's plans, but nothing really happened. She just invited her to something called Widowcon. Yeah. Um, I can't believe she's more literally like going to her, like, a convention about dead women to promote her book. It's the most unchic thing in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Carrie does look quite chic. I think she looks very this good this This is the first episode. time she looks actually quite chic. Yeah, yeah her hair is glorious this episode. I'm really enjoying the Jennifer Aniston, like, shine she's got going on in that hair. Oh, here, she, here Che is. Uh, when they could be recording cameos, eating all these snacks, smoking some weed, instead, they're not. Yeah. Um, Carrie calls Trey, like, asking them to come to, um, Widow Khan. I, they're really shoehorning, shoehorning Che into the show now. Like, che, like, Che has never, like, been an emotional support for Carrie, really. Like, like, surely yeah. we just ask, like, 
like Charlotte or somebody who is actually emotionally like a bit more like sensitive to it or something. Because I was going to text you when I first watched it. So it's like they're just trying to put uh, Che in all these different scenarios that they just probably so just bizarre. need to get their money's worth. Um, and then when I listened to the podcast, they were like, oh, um, we've done it because actually Che was friends with Carrie first. And then Miranda kind of got that relationship. I was like, well, why? They're just really shoot yeah, on Yeah, it's like, just They so should have broke up Che and Miranda before the season started and then just brought in Che as like a friend and yeah. like have them talk about being poly and being queer. Yeah. And like having a different perspective and like them dating in the queer world. Exactly, yeah. Rather exactly than that. just like making Miranda super miserable. Yeah, agreed. Then we're with Carrie and Charlotte. In um, Brooklyn and all the places. In Brooklyn, visiting Naya um, and Naya's housemate Miranda. Um, then I, lo- I love... <laughs> Naya's housemate Miranda. <laughs> Don't <laughs> And they were roommates. Uh, Naya's talking about keeping friends with Andre. Um, then Charlotte mentions Trey and says she thought they would stay friends after the... I like stay in contact after the divorce. I wish, I wish they would bring bring back Trey. Like such a good character. Actually, yeah. When Charlotte referenced Trey, I found it a bit like, oh, yeah, it's like such an alien concept. But yeah, definitely something she talked about. Um. Then Miranda's talking about avoiding Steve, and like I just don't think Miranda would avoid this kind of like serious like. Like Miranda confronted Steve when he cheated on her, and like she was so good and yeah. In the show, and now, like, she's just, like, a bumbling, like, buffoon. Like, it's, it's really random. And then um, Carrie's talking about... Um, she admits that Steve said to her um, he would never take his wine and ring off. And, like, we have Toxic Carrie is back from <laughs> the season. Back. Um, Like, they... In the market room, they were saying that... Um, that um, in Sex and City 1... Miranda says the big... I can't believe you're getting married. You guys are crazy. Yeah, why would you do this? Because after her and Steve had that fallout yeah. of cheating. So the writer's room said they wanted to reference that in this episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can kind of can, can, can see that. Like, yeah, so like sitting on the information. So like yeah. Carrie was sitting on the information. But then it's like, well, that happened. Like, I feel like Carrie would have learned from that lesson and not done so that to true. Miranda. Like, I just think... A, Carrie is a crap friend. It's well known. Everyone knows that who watches the show. But at the same time, like, you wouldn't... And also, I kind of forgot that happened because it happened last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a bit random. Like, what is she referencing? It's like, oh, That's she's referencing something, like, that happened so many episodes ago now. And, like, ages ago. Like, the time has moved forward so much in this past two seasons yeah and i don't think carrie and miranda are petty friends no miranda puts up with a lot from carrie but i don't think they'd ever be petty to each other i still just can't believe how useless miranda is in this she's so embarrassing she's like a shell of herself yes so i'm actually i'll mention it now but i think i'm really confused that miranda hasn't got a job um again like i just think it's this was the first episode i realized she's still studying i didn't i didn't i like completely forgot she was studying and then me and mel were talking about i was like yeah she must have graduated like it's really because i feel like it would be nice because if we're talking about older women navigating the world and like sex and relationships and life um it would be cool to see someone navigating a really fucking difficult job as an older woman because there's parent like sexism and ageism with like um uh 
careers like law for like obviously Miranda's career so it's a massive shame that we kind of missed out on that because that could inform like her being maybe she uh, she could have been stressed at work and like the yeah. whole thing is really overwhelming and she could end her stuff with Che instead of it being like a really tragic thing like Miranda's just been screwed over left right and centre <laughs> and the like so Carrie's not working Miranda's not working Charlotte's not working and then we later on find out Aiden is sold his company <laughs> he's not working Aiden's not working he sold it to West Elm which was uh, viral last year because of West Elm Caleb do you remember that it was like this um, mm-hmm. dating it's like this guy called West Elm Caleb he worked at West Elm which is like a furniture store in the US um, and he was like a fuckboy on like um, a dating app and it was like a big thing and I think it might turn out to be a marketing thing it was crazy good that's why I know about West Elm uh, yeah yeah Oh my god. Um so it's really interesting that they referenced that as well. It's like, ooh. Um actually I thought the line when um Carrie's like telling Miranda about what Steve said and then Charlotte's like, Oh, that would be romantic if it wasn't and then Miranda interjects and it's like my life and I was like, Oh, that was quite funny. Yeah. That was the funniest. A bit thing. of sass coming back from Miranda, eh? Then we see the Carrie sending Aiden yet another email. Hey, stranger, remember me? If this is still your email, it's me, Carrie. Was just thinking of you the other day and I wanted to tell you were doing. So, how are you doing? Hope to hear from you. Why has she got hey, stranger as a subject in the first line? Honestly, dot, dot, dot. What would you do? This, what's the, no, what would you put as a subject? Just, just send a photo of my tits. Yeah, I think I'd do that. I'd do a suggestive, like... What was her email? Um, something shoes. <laughs> shoes. In the, like, in the series, it was like, um, Carrie... Oh, <laughs> carry shoes, <laughs> carry for shoes, <laughs> um, and also the so how are you doing? It's no, 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 no. Um, yeah, and like I just feel like it's a bit of a waste of a plot line where we already know the entire backline of Aiden. Like it would have been nice if like like what we said that he came to her um, book party or something like with something more organic. God, I just can't believe how shit the show is. Um. Then Seema is with Carrie doing her research for the Hamptons. Um, then Seema's like going through like the Airbnb thingies. And then Seema almost accidentally sends the email for Aiden. It's like, I, I, no, Seema is not inept at huh? digital technology. I don't know. I did agree. Like, you know, in the, the Mac mouse is going to be quite quick. Yeah, the touchpad can be quite sensitive. But I don't think to the point that she accidentally clicked out of the yeah. window. And, and then she no. can't find her. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry, no, no. is... Oh, I mean, God, I feel so bad for the actress Seema, like, doing this fucking show. And some bizarre maroon number as well. Yeah, it's very bad. And then also, like, if Seema is a real estate agent, surely she would have access to, like, private... Oh, yeah, true. Like, yeah. she wouldn't have to go on this fucking... Why is she And also, Carrie owns, the, like, a house that I'm just... <laughs> house that's like slap bag in between the houses they already fucking own in the house yeah <laughs> imagine oh. Carrie's like oh we forgot I already own a house it's quite not, it's not the biggest of areas I imagine oh. so they're gonna like share the same kind of like uh, yeah bizarre I reckon do you reckon like the last episode will be them in the Hamptons and then maybe like they're taking a call from Samantha or something she's like oh darling oh. I'm in the Hamptons as well do you know what I, I'm <laughs> quite a logical person I don't think I can make a logical decision because it's not going to be any rhyme or reason to how they're going to write this so true either way they're just not I think the, my favourite episode of all time in, that involves Hamptons is a Pose episode and they're 
the girlies drive down to the Hamptons uh, to Electra's. Oh. <laughs> Electra's really dominatrix, and there's a the man owns the house in the Hamptons, and he's like locked in a box for the weekend. Oh wow! He's got this kink, and then like they just party, and I just think it's a really funny play. I just like when I saw this episode, I was like, oh, it's they're not gonna have a patch on that writing, which no. is so funny. I think and like, so fun. They really do need to leave. New York, like they need to trip like a girl's trip, like we were mm-hmm. saying, like the New York trip, or like the where else, have, where else have they gone? Um, New Jersey, oh, yeah, Atlantic City, Atlantic City, fun. like just something just to give it more excitement. Like it's so fucking depressing. The mm-hmm. show, the furthest they go, they make such a big deal about going to Brooklyn, which is crazy because <laughs> Brooklyn is so easy to get to. It takes like an hour to walk from Manhattan to Brooklyn, like, yeah, it's fucking so bizarre, really bizarre. Um, Carrie calls Che to ask them to come. Oh no, Che calls um, Carrie and it's like, there's a blizzard, there's a snow cyclone, we can't go, or a snow bomb, or whatever this, yeah. like whatever shit. Um, then, Thank God Che can um, do a job as a weather person. Um, honestly, do cameo as a weather person. <laughs> um, then Carrie's like, no, they've already been staying in the hotel since Tuesday, so I guess maybe it's Friday, whatever. Um, yeah, like, I don't blame Che trying to get out of WidowCon. Like, yeah. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's not really their cup of tea, is it? Oh my god, Devo not. Um, then Che agrees to come. This whole scene is just completely waste of time. Like, they did not need to do this no, scene. No, like, no, no, Um, then Lily's going out to, um, get some dick. <laughs> I love how she stays hydrated. She's got a Stanley Cup. Of uh, we stand filtered water, cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and Charlotte's making hot cocoa—a very small saucepan of hot cocoa for a house of their size—and with Anthony popping through as much as he does. Oh my god, true! Um, I'll be douching with that. Yeah, and she's she's on a mission. She's a girl on a mission. She's getting some duke. She took her evening primrose oil. She's had a Stanley cup of filtered water. She's got a backpack packed with everything but a condom. I like yeah. when, um, I do like when um, Charlotte's like, oh, I just moved away from the stove because um, I was hot. Yeah, when she goes to hug her. Oh, they're so cute. God, I can't believe I'm like, oh my God, the Charlotte story is so I can't, interesting. but yeah, literally. Um, then uh, Harry comes over and she's just like, you don't want to know. She's going to get some dick. I need Harry to do something more interesting because I love Harry, but he's, yeah. Just, yeah, it's he's just a pretty furniture. face in the background. Yeah. And then we're back with LTWs getting ready for her Momo oh, award. Her driver it. cancels. This is a running theme. LTWs <laughs> just walk into every event she can. And then, but also I don't understand when like Herbert offers her the ride. She's like, no, I'm an independent woman. I will walk. She's like, just take the fucking ride. Uh, I don't know. I think I if he's pissed me off, I'd be like, fuck you in your ride. Um, also, this is funny in the writers. They were like, um, oh yeah, he mentions like a ta- Tahoe or like a, a certain like a or four by four situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they're like, oh, what? Why did you reference the Tahoe driven by a certain person? And the writer was like, oh, because it happened to my friend once. And my, <laughs> my chicken is like, do you know what's incredible about writing is that you can take your life stories and put it into something. I was like, that's you, just called lazy writing. Yeah, you literally just reference someone renting a massive car like a gas guzzler, and you bought it into this show. That is not genius writing. You guys are on something that I want a bit of because you're fucking crackers. Like I, like I like the when LTW takes a wig off. But then me and Mal were talking earlier. I don't know if Rachel Palmer is a woman of color. Yeah, it was interesting. It was um, but I just just think she just makes it work. And I think she's walking like this is a big distance to walk from 
um, the East Village to MoMA. Apparently oh, it's like yeah. It's like 40 blocks or something. Is she in the East Village? <laughs> so... Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> Those blocks are fucking massive. <laughs> Even walking up the short end of Central Park is long. So bizarre. Um, just also that scene as well, is that they do that fucking sexual in- 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 innuendo stuff with the heated seats. The heated seats. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, but it's it's just showing that LTW is a strong, fierce woman, and I think it does that job. Yeah, it does its service, and she looks fucking great. Even though she's I love a, looking at her, she's, she's a one dimensional character, but like yeah. she's still hot. Yeah, they've been really like plowing away at this film, haven't they? Like, this yeah, film yeah. Is, that's the only consistent thing in this um, series. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, they remember she's she has a film. film. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's got a film. I thought she's got a film. You remember she's got a film? She's been doing for eight years. She'd be having sex, and he's like. Can you remember the film? <laughs> Sorry, I need to edit the film. Can we just do anal? <laughs> um, Lily's um, trying to have sex with um, this, the guy, Brad or Brad or whatever. <laughs> and then she calls Charlotte. She's like, we don't have any condoms and you can't go out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like, um, Lily, get them, like, Uber eats them or something. Yeah. Like, did we not learn anything from Sex and City when Samantha moves the meat pack into the truck and she's like, I can get anything delivered. Condoms. And then she sells it in the and she's like, New York City. Something. I'm so hot and I'm going to get fucked. And like, we all need to learn from Samantha. Just get your condoms delivered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I, yeah, for how mean she, Lily was to Charlotte about, like, how she knew everything, I'm quite shocked that she didn't pack some condoms. Oh, like... And that must be a thrill as well, like, as a kid who knows they're going to have sex, like, go buy condoms. Unless, she's of legal age as well, she's over 18. And also when she was saying her boyfriend or whatever can't go to the pharmacy because his mom, his pharmacy will tell his mum, it's like, Lily, just fucking go yeah, there. you can go, yeah, very random, but it's... it's the storyline and it's quite cute seeing Charlotte it's very through. funny yeah. it's a bit Bridget Jones the, very Bridget yeah, Jones coded Bridget yeah Jones and the CGI on this was so, it CGI was it because in the podcast so, what did they say they said that it's like set up but like you can see the snowflakes like don't probably land on her like imagine oh, how much there would be yeah. and how much would land on her and then, like, oh, I feel gorgeous. like, I feel like it was like a missed opportunity where we don't see Charlotte go in and be like, I need some, and she's like, it's an emergency, I need some condoms. Yeah. Like, we missed that whole scene of Charlotte buying the condoms and, like, explaining she's buying it for her door or something. Yeah. Also, I'm so confused. Like, man just didn't open the door and let her so buy the condoms. weird. Then we see Carrie with, this is the Moncler and Valentino, like, mm. collaboration. Um, do you, we do love, like, the countless of those ridiculous outfits. Then um, Charlotte's, like, asking Carrie for condoms. Very funny. Love that. I love that Charlotte is, like, the only comedic relief in this episode. Also, sorry, just to touch on that one clip, I think LTW should have been wearing that outfit. Carrie, um, Carrie's kind of lost her, like... Yeah, it doesn't suit Carrie. And the original, when I first saw that come out in 2019, the models were women of colour. No so black women. true. Um, and That's it so just true. was just so much more exciting and striking. Um, yeah. Versus Carrie just looks like she's wearing a massive... Because I love that. I really like really liked that when it came out. And so seeing that on Carrie's be like, oh, she doesn't really carry this up. She doesn't. And like, she's kind of lost the... She's just not as she's not a styling icon compared to LTW, which is so depressing. Yeah, she's not. It's the styling's really, off. The styling's so off. Yeah, they've messed it up somewhere. With, especially, I'm not sure if that them like SJP is more of a saying like Carrie style now, but it just doesn't. Yeah, 
Uh, but LTW still looks fab in her little poncho with all the feathers and then like her little um head like head scarfy. So they apparently filmed this scene at like five in the morning at MoMA because they needed the bathroom, but they needed um, to be like deadly quiet. Which I'm surprised it's open at five in the morning. I reckon um, it probably open for them. But but then why would you film at five in the morning? You just film. Ask them to like slot off. Out. Yeah, that's true. So they made a massive deal at that, but it's very. I did like this scene. Um. Yeah, it's very cute when LTW bumps into the older black woman. She's like, obviously come to see her. Um. Then we're back. Well, we're, we're Widowcon. Um. Che makes an appearance. Um. <laughs> Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, she was... Then the cringe um, widow wand. Yeah. It's... So they were like, we wanted to go so over the top of this scene that like we could have, like, widow t-shirts, like, loads of, like, really, like, random paraphernalia that widows Imagine would... Imagine the, the widow wand was just, like, a grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a tombstone. And, like. and also... People, well, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, the widow one. So it's like you would think that it's gonna be like a boring drab conference uh, full of really sad women, and I think that's what Carrie expected. And then what she finds is quite a vibrant situation with vibrators, slogan T-shirts, a comedian, people laughing, people breathing, people having fun. Um, and it's as a widow herself, she shouldn't have assumed it's gonna be drab. Yeah, so true. I'm actually, like, coming to a, a convention where it's just depressing. Yeah, just not okay. Well, most conventions are, and, like, these That's women true. are obviously coming to something to find, like, camaraderie and, like, joy. So it's weird that, yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously... The writing for this was, like, kind of funny. Um, like, the woman who's instead of, like, talk, talking about her dead husband, like, it was, like, it kind of proved, like, it proves that they actually can write kind of funny mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. And then even when Che's, like, saying... Oh, um, my widow wand came didn't come like didn't come with a life guarantee, but neither did my husband. I was like, that was actually a funny joke. Yeah. I do like well Che in done. this scene. I think Che like just it just is compatible. Like they do just act better with Carrie, and they were funny. And it, yeah. I kind of thought like, oh, is this gonna give Che like the boost to become a comedian again? But then I was like, oh, do we? Wish it wouldn't. What, yeah, do we want them more in the show? No, we don't want them in the show. They're going to be shoehorned in so much. Like, it's basically just going to be scenes of Che and Carrie mm-hmm. until Jay will make friends with Naya, maybe. Oh, interest. Oh, no, think... that would be messy with Oh, because Miranda. Like, yeah, there's no messy, real way messy, in. Because, like, they should have broke them up and then just made Naya. I mean, they should just broke them up and made um, Che and Miranda just friends. Yeah, and I think Che... Because now uh, Che's going to be a really awkward character in this. Yeah, and I think Che operates, like, quite well as a friend. Yeah! Because, like, like, they've got interesting things to say. Um, They can be that kind of support where, like, oh, they can come out last minute to a random widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When other people are busy with their kids or their jobs. Like, Che Um, could, like, support Miranda, like, coming out and, like exploring her sexuality rather than them dating. Like, it just never made any sense. Yeah, that whole footboy trip they did was not okay, Oh, no, no, no. Um... Carrie's going up to read her book. Um, yeah. 
And I think they try to get into the whole funny thing. Like, Carrie just assumes that, oh, shit, it's not all drab and horrible like my book is. I've not read her book. Sorry to that book. But um, she, yeah, love she starts... <laughs> love, love and love. Love and <laughs> I don't want my brain to have to remember something as trivial as that name. Yeah. Um, and she um, starts with a joke and it falls flat. Carrie's not funny. Carrie's not a good friend. Carrie is not very fashionable this season. She should know those things. I like, I kind of like that she didn't really prepare for the convention because it reminds me in I think maybe season three when she has that convention for single ladies and how to meet um single men (laughs) and like it was like Carrie just being chaotic but then I'm kind of disappointed like she wins over the widows later on and then they're all like oh my god you're amazed and it's like what could she read like yeah because that actually it's interesting that you reference that story because that's quite interesting because she's not very good at talking about dating and obviously like when you're successful at dating you are in a long-term relationship yeah but what she did was like took people out for drinks and made them yeah that's and that, true. that's quite in, yeah it's uh, missing that kind of clever thing there. yeah definitely yeah it just made it like really oversimplified it was like oh my god everyone like came across and was like oh my god it's so nice to cry and it's like mm-hmm. no it's not <laughs> no and it, i feel like there's you must have done so much work when you're grieving you just try to like tame yeah. grieving so much that you just do all that work you don't need like a random speaker to be like no read, like, and especially to go from work. like a comedian to like a really serious thing like that is not the energy you mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. Uh, then from one conference speaker where with LTW being interviewed about her film. Is the um, interviewer wearing what Beyonce wore on her tour? Oh, it kind of is. Yeah, it's a bit, like, um, bit low with with a hand over her tits. Yeah. It's Look at true. Yeah. Another lovely look. Um, what's this film called that LTW has? I wrote it down. Um, kind of don't care really. Then um, Herbert like arrives, which is really cute. Um, There's just a lot of like dialogue that like like she's obviously talking about like the empowerment of black women and like. um, But I think it seems you know. Also, again, they always resolve this thing with her and Herbert every single episode. Like he's a bit annoying and doesn't really like. support her and understand her then at the end of the episode he always comes through yeah. and understands and supports her and then the next episode he'll do something that doesn't it's just a bit it's not consistent yeah um, you didn't need that I would love to have just seen her being interviewed on the stage and people just being like she's iconic that's all I could yeah. ask for, for that story. it didn't need this little bit of friction with her but I think it was totally fine with just her going through the snow looking great yeah doing this shit hot movie talking about really interesting things and also like why are none of your friends there? Why is Charlotte? Why is Naya? Why is uh, yeah. Carrie not your fucking, like, one of your biggest moments in your career? None of your friends are there? Like, if anything, it'd be interesting Especially, for like, Charlotte to do this whole condom thing and then run over yeah. to Naya and so support true. her friend. Like, that'd be like, oh, that's really cute. And, like, like I'm really surprised Naya wouldn't be there. Like, that is mm, very Naya's, like, thing. And like, yeah, I just, true. oh. Oh, God, no, but she's in Brooklyn, which is, like, famously 30 hours away from Manhattan. She'd have to do 60 blocks to yeah, go there. Yeah, oh, God. Whilst all this is going on the MoMA, um, we finally get Lily's condoms to her. Yeah. Delivery she has those Trojans confirmed. come through. Yeah. yeah. She, I like, I do like when the line where she's like, there's ripped, there's like, like <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cute. Did we talk about how bad of a friend Carrie was to Charlotte? 
No, we haven't. Sorry, so yeah, <gasps> there was so much we saw. Oh my god, the that's, the, that's the biggest thing. I was I was spitting feathers whilst watching that scene. Carrie, as a sex writer, a few of my friends who have spoken to about this scene, like, she's a sex writer. Like, how is she so sex negative? Like, A, she says that thing about um, when Charlotte asks if she's got condom, she's like, I don't want to be pregnant. Okay, fine. Women have menopause. You, have, you sort yourself. It's a yeah. big issue that you can talk about. They don't really flag that. Um, the STD situation. She's like, STDs. do you think I've got an STD? It's like, yeah, you don't you obviously have could. an STD, but that fucking fella you were fucking who's producing the podcast could have. Oh, um, the app bro as well. the app bro. Like, it, you do not know, like, as someone who is not in long-term... Maybe you, you should be going to an STI clinic quite yeah. often if you are sexually active. That would be active. funny if... Like, it'd just be funny to have, like, a... Like Carrie in her fifties going to an STI, like yeah. clinic. that would be a good episode. And that is what a sex writer should do because to be a sex writer and be pro sex positive, it's just yeah. like you enjoy doing this thing. There's risks involved, but you mediate those risks yeah. by doing stuff like going to an STI clinic, by using contraception, by being sensible. Like yeah. it, you can be as reckless as you want in terms of sleeping with many people, but you just need to be a bit consistent with. What would be good is like if. Miranda gets an STI from like being with Che because like yeah. that would be funny. Um, it was but yeah, just... like on the call, um, Carrie's just like Charlotte, just let it go. And the reference to Frozen fucking <laughs> drove me insane. I was like, this. Oh, is that why they wrote that? Yes. Didn't drop. I was just oh thinking earlier when you were doing a reason. I was like, oh, Luke loves Disney. Woo, I can't believe they referenced Frozen. No, that's not. Also, they didn't reference that. Like, I was like, just waiting on the podcast for them to be like, why is Carrie being so mean to Charlotte um, about her wanting the condom? And I thought they referenced, I was like, oh, it's an in joke that Carrie's a sex writer, but she's like renowned for being very prude, a ma- massive prude, sorry. Um, and they never did. I was like, I think so random. It's- um, and it's also Shocking. like, what was it? Um, oh yeah, like, because um, if she was a sex writer, she'd be like, if, as soon as your mate told you, oh, my daughter's starting to have sex, like, you'd be like, oh, oh my God, you'd be really interested in like a good journalist. So they've written like a bad journalist in the beginning with that Gen Z book writer. True. And then they've written a bad journalist with Carrie, like just not really caring about <laughs> sex, but despite being a sex journalist. Instead of making an entire career off it. Yeah, now she's just making an entire career off just inheriting Big's money by the sounds of it and like it's cashing in on his death. I'm sorry, like who can write a book that like really transforms your relationship to death and grieving? I can't imagine it be an ex-sex columnist who was never really as like interested in sex. Like, and then, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I think this episode has really tested me. Like, to me, I don't think season three is going to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, it can't I agree. Happen. Yeah. It, like, after this episode, I think, like, they just need to kill the show. They've just made the main character so unlikable and so toxic. Like, all the scenes that Carrie was in, and also really like, hard to watch. Miranda's also, with, she has just no personality as well. Carrie yeah. is just, like, beige. Like, she's nothing. Yeah, so true. It's... The most, yeah, just, just, I think maybe like, maybe they're all just too old to have any interest in storylines. And like, the character, like, the actresses are just like, like, Sarah Jessica Parker is just not comfortable to go there. Like, Kim Cattrall was comfortable to go there. Like, Kim Cattrall was the same age as like Carrie is now in the films. And 
Kim oh, Cattrall yeah. was comfortable, like, to go there. Kim Cattrall was comfortable to be fucked on a fucking car <laughs> in Abu Dhabi. Like, if you're yeah. not comfortable about doing anything, like, just fucking quit. Don't come back. Like, like the like, menopause stuff. The menopause stuff was a bit caricatured, a bit over the top. The way yeah. she was fucking consuming those pills. But it was still like, oh, that's really funny. Like, it's it's just a bit tongue-in-cheek and a bit funny. Yeah. And there's no, like, tongue-in-cheek in this. It's just bit, I think they they're need... They're too self-serious. They're too... Um, they need, they need somebody who is basically a Samantha equivalent. Like, not somebody who's, like, a Samantha step-in. Like, every episode it feels like somebody is, like, a Samantha step-in. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be Charlotte, sometimes it'll be Seema, sometimes it'll be Naya. And it's like, no, you just need somebody to fully commit to be a fucking crazy slut. Like, mm-hmm. because this show is just not fun. Like, it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, it's not um a comedy. It's not, like, a dramedy is nothing like yeah. it sits between so many different genres where each scene feels like a different like genre like it's mental yeah it's, it's so it's bad really inconsistent it's so bad they just need to get michael patrick king off the show bizarre and like i listened to another podcast and he was saying like this show doesn't feel like a hbo show it feels like a netflix show oh yeah fair it really point. does yeah you're right Oh. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It does feel a bit... Um, I've seen some people say that this is just, like, stuff that you find on, like, Peacock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so reading... True. Yeah, <laughs> someone was like, oh, um, so the last episode when um, Seema, Carrie and Naya... No, yeah, Naya was sitting in the bar, in the hotel bar, you know, when they go get drinks and look for single yeah. men. Um, they were like, yeah, they, they look gorgeous, but the dialogue was so Peacock. It's like, it's yeah, so true. They're weird. so crap. Um... Then we go. I don't want to talk about No, this. so we go back to the um, we go back to the comedian who is making all the widows laugh, and Carrie. Is, she well, I hate this, but Carrie was justified in being the sad widow because they're like, oh my god, thank you for addressing the sadness. Then we should not be ego boosting Carrie in this show. They should have left that out. Then we're in the Brooklyn Brown Brown House Brown, Brown. Brownstone. We're in the Brooklyn Brownstone and Steve is awkwardly like interacting with Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, Steve kind of fucking gets into his like snow bomb, snow cyclone. <laughs> and he's like, he was, like, Hurricane Steve. Hurricane Steve. And he's like, You never wanted Brady. You never wanted to move to Brooklyn. I was like, Fucking hell. What did you think of this scene? Because it was quite controversial when he did so. I was, I did, my jaw did drop when he said, like, oh, you didn't want Brady. Because, like, in the writer's room, Michael Patrick King says, like, to the writers, was like, do you think it was too much? And it was like, if you are questioning a scene that's already been released, yeah. you probably should think a bit more about it because, like, like you were saying earlier, like, people watch Sex and the Sea to escape the realities of dating, and, like, this is really, like, like, if you're somebody from, like, a background who has been in an abusive relationship, like, this felt, like, pretty abusive, like... And it's also, um, on the back of the abortion thing, like, pro-choice. It was so, like, it's not, <laughs> like... So Miranda should be okay, valid for thinking, like, I'm not comfortable with having this child. It doesn't fit with my reality. Yeah. And then, you obviously, she had the child, and she, like, obviously loved it, because she... she Obviously. She did. Obviously, she's like, obsessed with Brady. Miranda, like, had, like, maybe, like, three weeks where she thought she wouldn't have an abortion because she was having a baby with some guy she met at a bar. Like, yeah. She didn't know who Steve was. She didn't really... She, like, she had, didn't have to justify it. Miranda had, like, a like an amazing relationship with Steve. Like, she's had a great relationship with Brady. Like, I I know Michael Patrick King wants to, ha- like, re- rewrite the story of Mar- uh, Miranda and Steve and 
Brady, but it's also like Miranda was a great mum. Miranda was a great yeah, wife. Yeah, like that, re- that relationship in season six, and like in the movie and stuff. Like I think like it was really strong. So just yeah. kind of like it just feels like they're gaslighting us again. Like it's. And it also feels like that, like Steve had a valid things with the house. Like Miranda didn't want to move to Brooklyn. Like he no. didn't like she's paying the mortgage, but he did the house up. Blah blah blah. That is enough. That is enough to like make the yeah, scene work. Yeah. Like the Brady thing was a bit unnecessary, if I'm honest. And then um, I was just really surprised when Miranda is like the only person on the mortgage. Yeah, when me too. Steve is yeah. like a business owner as well, and was a business business owner for a few years, like multiple years before they bought and they would have changed that I oh my god totally yeah, definitely um yeah and he was like i'm not moving and like it's yeah i don't think it's the nicest scene but it's like, not great and they've, they've shown like so they're saying like oh we want to but people really wanted steve back but when we had steve back in the episodes he's really aggressive and it's just not very I steve-esque think, i think because they like made steve like such a shit show like he was so passive this season they've had to make up for it multiple like they've had to make up for it like so much and mm-hmm. it's like swung so much the other way where steve is now like obviously that like, you would get really pissed off like if you're in this situation but like i just don't think it's in character of steve like steve yeah. always was like really accommodating and was like really nice and like i think miranda and him would always have an open conversation like when he went to her, her and like told her he cheated on her and was like really upset and i think he would be going up to her and being like what can I do or like mm-hmm. what can I do to make you happy like if you want to end this it's just it's like this show is so dramatic like it's you can't really relate to any of the characters <laughs> so yeah Steve absolutely blows up on Miranda <laughs> and then she obviously walks out because what he says is quite volatile and she's going to walk out but the snow the snow the snow cyclone the snow cyclone, cyclone bomb stops Cynthia Dixon is obsessed with wearing the biggest coats and the biggest scarves. It makes me want to vomit everywhere. Um, also, they said that this is... Uh, Cynthia Nixon did direct this episode. So it's the second breakup episode she's got. So yeah. She's, she's, like, filming it, running behind to see what it looks like, running back to reshoot her, like... Yeah. Um, then the Stephen Miranda, like, spooning. Like, it's just, like, such awkward, like... It's there. It's just oh, it's so awkward. I don't think it's appropriate for them to be spooning. It's just I very just think it's awkward. a bit. No, it's not okay. I I feel like David Eigenberg must be like, oh, I can't wait for to never do this role <laughs> yeah. ever again. He probably negotiated a pretty packet as well, so he's I just like, hope so. yeah, run off into the sunset once it's over. Um. Then uh, Miranda finds um a Magnum condom. So I reckon Steve is packing. Magnum condoms are notoriously for big cocks. <laughs> big cocks only. Yeah, I think it's well known that Steve's got a little something going on down there. And I'm sorry, but like Miranda has n- no reason to be this upset for Steve sleeping with somebody else. Like, you've been fucking Che for over a year yeah. now. And like, for Steve to have sex with one person also using a condom unlike carrie <laughs> carrie's just getting bread every other day steve at least is using a condom even though it might be organic oh pussy my God. i uh, like oh miranda God. like miranda's just like miranda is like gaslighting steve she doesn't have a job she has no purpose like she's ruined her relationship with her like son and like she doesn't have a job like like how, she like she's and she's fucking homeless like this woman is pathetic like yeah there was i so to I take get... her to take her this low that she's like living with her professor 
in a single bed. It's like, how mm-hmm. can like how can she come back from this? Yeah, I did think it was because everyone was like, oh, she has got no leg to stand on because she has been fucking yeah. Che the whole time. Um, but then I was like, oh, is Miranda upset because she feels guilty that Steve hasn't moved on? But it's like, no, she she's, she should feel guilty that she blew up the marriage yeah. in the way that she did. Which is fair, like, marriage yeah, is yeah, consult, yeah. like, that's all in her thing. So she shouldn't feel, she's just made this scenario in her head and it's a bit unfair. Um, and it's just, yeah, like you said, it's just making Miranda a bit unlikable and just a bit silly again. Yeah. And then, because, like, earlier on in the episode when the, Miranda's like, oh, I wish, like, we could have a civil... Um, friendship like you and Andre and it's like like you should just be honest and upfront like like we all know this and like this is part of the device but like it's just kind of exhausted now like this has been pulled over two seasons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like why haven't they already broken up like it's and then like oh I just know like I just don't care about Miranda at all I have no sympathy for her way more sympathy for Steve and it's also funny that like when they talk about Naya and um, her breakups like oh yeah we just still text about the baseball like it's just something that you yeah. do to get through the awkward stage of going through a divorce or a breakup and then when you're both fully healed you won't really talk to each other again like yeah. I feel like Miranda and they don't need to have that um, you don't need to have an amicable split obviously it's different they're women of a certain age and um, they're going through divorces but yeah. it's still not something you'd really want to obsess over being friends with an ex I think Michael Patrick King wrote this episode because he wanted to write write the breakup with Miranda Steve and Miranda and Che oh yeah like, we, we were brutal we did two breakups in the space of the like because he likes to write really poignant episodes like when Big died and like now when um, Miranda and Steve breaking up with them I did like it when Miranda see break up and Che breaks up with Miranda and it's like two breakups in one go I was mm. like oh that's quite like it's a very sex and sexy thing to happen but just the dialogue is so shit, like... And then Miranda's uh, Che's place, and Che has Marsha P. Johnson <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the why most I The most hideous painting. Yeah, oh, God. It was just... The way it was placed, it was so purposeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then there's, there's, like, a weird, like, plant photo next to Marsha P. Johnson <laughs> as well. Like, I'm just like, God, like... Everything about the show, it just, like... Like, it just highlights how cringe the show is. Like, it's so in your face. It's like, okay, like, I'm I'm dumb. I'm dumb with this fucking show. Um, yeah, Miranda's like, okay, yeah, two breakups, one, one go. Um, then we go to Carrie writing her email to Aiden. Are we not going to talk about this breakup more? I don't really want to, do you? Um, are we glad they're broken up? Well, like, they they should have broken them up maybe 10 episodes ago. Yeah, okay, so it was a long time coming. Um, and do you, do you think Che did it in the right way? <laughs> well, like, they should have just broke up um, when Miranda came back to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a cleaner car. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, the writers want to keep Che in, so they have this, like, diversity quota. <laughs> That's literally the only reason Che is in this. Like, they should have a, they need to have, like, a, Gay man, a black trans woman. Have you got much P. Johnson in the background? Like, have a black trans woman, don't have shady ads. Like, have an actual trans woman to, like, discuss, like, gender. Like, not somebody who, like, non-binary people are amazing, but you don't experience, like, you don't have the experience of, like, oppression and, like, 
competitor, like a like a trans woman. You have Marsha P. Johnson and a fucking horrible paint in the background. <laughs> have a trans woman on the show. Like, if you want to be that transformative and talk about sex in like the modern day, like you would talk about, you would have a trans woman on the show. Like, I just think it's such a, like, it's so boring to have like Che Diaz, who is like really badly written, really fuck boy energy and like, brings like such a shitty perspective of non-binary or like gender non-conforming people it's yeah so, like, it's... Bored. i'm so bored of this show now yeah i think they've really done a disservice to like people who identify as non-binary or like non-gender conforming like that there was such a beauty like there's so much complex emotions and they just really just put Che in like a oh actually like Che doesn't identify uh they may be just a bit masculine so they're just gonna be yeah, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not how it works that's Oh my god, that's so true. Um, because Jay, like, to be fair, like, when they're in scenes where they're a friend or like a, a creative, like, apart from the really shit stand up, um, they actually do operate in a, quite a good space and they offer like a good thing. But with this, they've just a screwed over Miranda and they've just made a really bad character out of Che, and it's and a like, shame. Che has friends over and they're like staying up till three and like drinking, smoking weed. And your partner is sober in the next room. I'm like, sorry, like, you are a fucking awful person. Yeah, just... Which is fine, which is fine. But, like, you don't have enough, like, characteristics that are likeable in this show. And, like, I don't know. I just... And it's also, it's really silly that Miranda, the money situation is quite funny as well. Because I feel like if, you, like, they're, they're say what's the saying? Like, no one falls in love quicker than someone who has not got a fixed abode. Yeah. So I feel like that could have been a really funny thing for Che. Because, like, Che is, like, this whole thing with their show has fallen through, they need, yeah. like, rent, and they're, like, ask Miranda to move in, and that could be, like, the, the thing, but actually, they, they didn't really do that. And then Miranda not really having a full-time job, but if she did have a full-time job, she could have had her own shit-hot apartment like she's yeah. always had, a nanny, a That's cleaner, so a fucking cat. There's a really expensive things on top of owning an apartment on in Manhattan. Um, it's, they've just, yeah, really tragic. They've just really stripped down the characters to their most basic... Like, I really, like, now I really just want them to bring in, like, a trans woman or something. Like, the last time we had, like, trans people in the show, Samantha was throwing water on them in the meat pack yeah. district. And, like, I'm just, like, sorry, like, Che is not doing anything for, like, gender non-confirming or just, like, trans people. Like, it's so embarrassing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'm so, so done with it. Then we go into another embarrassing scene where, like, everything that might have been exciting about Carrie and Aiden getting back together is all leaked in this episode. We all know he's, like, living in Philadelphia. He's sold his, like, company, isn't doesn't have a job. Um, then, the, and just like that, it's like, and just like that, I realised some relationships are meant to stay in the past and some aren't. <sighs> oh, and then she clicks and... On the most basic email of all time. So what... And have you... So you've seen that... So you've seen that Aiden is coming back on the social media. They're having sex, and like they're like ha- like then like Charlotte's like saying you're taking this really fast the relationship, but the whole point of, of just like that, the whole point of killing Big was Carrie was supposed to be single and dating. Oh really? Yeah. So like they killed Big because they didn't want a, like the show just to be about Carrie like in a happy marriage. Like they wanted her to be dating. If you're putting Carrie in a monogamous relationship with Aiden, what is the point of the show? Yeah. What is the point? Like, I just don't understand. Like, and like, we, there's, like, there's no secrecy now around Aiden because 
we know he's like divorced, he's sold his company, so he can kind of live anywhere. All the spoilers on the social media, like, have spoiled it. I'm guessing they've... I don't know if... I don't know if they can... So the um, writer's strike, none of the actresses now can post about and just like that, um, which is probably... Like, oh, really? So, ah. yeah, no, they can't post anything on social media, so I get, I'm guessing, like, Michael Patrick and Gink. I'm guessing Michael Patrick King is, like, relieved that Kim Cattrall is never going to post anything about the show. Oh, my God, dear God. I don't Um, think she would have, if I'm honest. And then, so I was thinking maybe they posted all the Aiden, like, storylines because of the writer's strike. I don't know. Oh, interesting. But maybe it's different if it's, like, a social media account for the TV show. But surely, I don't know. I like. I just I... think like everything that was exciting to come out of the season has just been spoiled. Like we know Samantha's coming back for like a few, like a quick scene. We know Aiden's coming back. Um, we like, and then we all kind of knew Che was gonna break up with Miranda, and it's taken them like over halfway of this series to happen. And like it's, I can't believe that's so true because you never get any spoilers like that with other HBO shows. Yeah, and you get the yeah. bare minimum. People read into everything. Like again, like the succession thing. Like they read into the posters, a plane on the poster. So like, yeah, oh my yeah. god, Logan Roy dies in a plane. So it's like it, it's so easy to keep under lock, but they just didn't. They're like, oh, exposed everything. So it's quite interesting that you've said that about the writers' strike. I also think that they've done that because they know that people wouldn't have watched unless they exp- yeah. like they t- told people about the big. Um, things up leak. front like oh I know we we watch it because we do this podcast but I don't think a lot of people <laughs> would watch it, watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think a lot of people would watch it um, a lot of my friends just watch it because it's a, oh, a binge and... so the viewership's halved since season wow. one and apparently Kim Cattrall was paid millions and millions <laughs> to do so she was on the set for five hours didn't see interact with any of the other girls didn't interact with Michael Patrick King had Patricia Field on, and I think it's probably between, like, three to five million she's paid for five hours. And, like, we still don't really know how much the women are paid, like, per episode now, but it's between, like, one to two million. Kim Cattrall made that in half a day. Like, she made more (laughs) than... And it's, like, how... Like, how... That's so funny, it's justice. And, like, we're living in, like, a cost-of-living crisis, and, like, this woman comes on... Like, I'm so happy Kim Cattrall was like, okay, fuck you, I'm going to take your money, this is like, fuck you money. And she was like, okay, I'm taking this money and yeah. I'm never, ever having anything to do with this show. This show is not going to come back for a season three, and if it does, like... <laughs> it's win-win, lose-lose. Oh, my God. Funny, though. For, like, I think, hopefully Michael Patrick King isn't right in the next episode, but I feel like if Aiden's in the next episode, who will... Yeah, Would yeah, love sure. to write it. Yeah, for sure. Um... This episode probably is the worst episode of the whole entire franchise. I think I like <laughs> maybe one and a half doggy how many treats. Richard, yeah, how many Richard Burton dog, dog treats? Richard Burton doggy treats and giving it one and a half. I would give it... I'd, I'd probably do the same. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, the, the gown... The, the, yeah, everything was just a bit off and there was no Richard Burton, so you get less a point for that like, as well. Parts of the episode could have been good but the rank was just so shit like you just can't even like get with it because i feel like people who are sticking with this show are like fans of sex and city and it's just like oh this is quite difficult to watch because this is just not the sex and city that we were like grew up and yeah. loved watching 
So that's so, it. We'll see you next week from next week and the week after me and Mal recording these remotely. Oh, go, go. Which is very sad. I'm going to be in France. Oh, wee wee. A wee wee baguette. I'm going to be throwing oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Steve's ashes <laughs> into the sand. <laughs> Um, Richard Burton's ashes. Richard Burton's ashes. Richard Burton needs... We, why has he been in the past few episodes? I don't know, because he... That's why this show is shit now. Yeah. He's not in it Richard anymore. Richard Burton's not right. Just as Richard Burton. He's, he's striking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the picket line, Richard Burton. See you on the picket line. Um, that's us. Okay. Ciao. 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 Ciao.